1: Today, I'm joined by Jackie Legrand, who is the CEO and co-founder of Maptix. Maptix are a data analytics and geospatial visualization in sure tech business based in New York, but Jackie joins me on the line from France today. Welcome to the show, Jackie. Thank you. Jackie, would you mind sharing with the listeners, first of all, a little bit more about your background, your career, what led you starting the business?
0: Yes, sure. I actually started my career in technology with IBM before joining, by coincidence, like many of us, the insurance industry over two decades ago. And I actually held a number of business executive positions and board level positions in the brokerage, in the dark side of the industry. In France, you can imagine from my accent, and from there in New York, also in Porto and Sao Paulo in Brazil. And in 2019, I left the brokerage industry and I embarked in a new project, Maptix, an insurtech I actually co-founded in 2016. I thought I would leverage my expertise and network to further develop the product and the business.
1: Fantastic. Fantastic. So you've had a, a very, I know you've had a very successful, distinguished career as an insurance executive, leading insurance Brokerages. What was it that that made you think, actually, I want to do something to do with technology? How did how did that idea come about? What was the solution to the problem that you you were looking to solve?
0: So, as it happens, we developed MapTix on the request of our first client. So it was a great place to start. We started for a paying client, imagine. And it was the idea of these clients that we thought and developed together with tech team in New York, actually. And we, right after, in 2017, we signed a three-year agreement with AXA in the US. So it's when actually we named the solution Maptics. And from that moment on, we thought that there is a potential and we invest further in the development of the product. So it's really the way we started was, not an idea out of the blue, it was really a request of a client, of our first client.
1: As a request and a, and a practical solution to an issue that they had.
0: Exactly. So in fact, I knew that issue a lot because I've been working a lot with risk managers around the world. So I have been myself trying to help them assess their property risk exposure using a number of tools like Google Map to PowerPoint to Excel spreadsheet to try to get a sense of their spread of values and accumulation of values in areas that are prone to natural disasters or any type of large-scale event. And it was a lot of work. It was tedious, and we could never get it completely right or current, complete. So I knew they needed some type of geospatial visualization combined with analytics to have really a good view of their exposure
1: fantastic fantastic i'm looking forward to hearing more about that jackie i know you spend a lot of your time between france and, and and new york there you travel a lot clearly got a lot on as well with the business what's your, your go-to copy of choice I'll, I'll ask you your go-to copy of choice in france and your copy of choice in the united states as well
0: so, in France, I love to go at the counters and get what we call a noisette, which is basically an espresso with just a little bit of milk. And in the morning, you can listen to the conversations, and it, it's really fun. It's a social moment. So, it's a simple recipe, it's a big social moment. Some people may have uh, other stuff, not only coffee, could be a little uh, bit of white wine for the people who are working during the night. So it's yeah. where everybody meets. Nice. People working night and they meet at the bar counter. Yeah. And in the US, I learned to order complex coffees. I still cannot understand some orders at Starbucks that are really complex. So I'm trying to do my best and I <laughs> order a uh, coffee latte with a single shot of sugar-free hazelnut. Oh, as complex as, as I could go and skip milk. <laughs> I can also go to no foam. And uh, yeah, that's what I used to get. That's
1: very complex, very complex, very complex. But interesting to see the, the contrast in your in your orders, depending on where you are in the world and the, the environment you're in there.
0: It was, of course, a coffee to go.
1: Yeah, Of course, yeah, of course. Jackie, thank you for that. Jackie, yeah, if we can now turn to Maptics then, yeah. could you give me an overview, a snapshot of where the business is at the moment and what, what you do there?
0: So maybe I just want to say in a nutshell what it is. So it's really uh, a tool, it's a solution for property risk exposure assessment, climate risk analysis, and real-time weather or event monitoring. We actually use very recent technology, but we combine with mature frameworks and languages. We have built our own GIS as a geographic information system. We have embedded our own BI as of as business intelligence risk analytics tool. And we have a big data warehouse that we recently completed to integrate and organize storage, heavy and complex set of external data. So our users can pick and choose a la carte what type of external data they want to combine, visualize, analyze alongside with their. Internal data, which is super important to have a good property risk assessment today. It's also super easy and intuitive. So, it's a very complex platform. And as of today, we have completed most of the development. So, we have a very cool product. We have paying clients and we are operating an untapped territory with a fast growing demand. So the timing couldn't be better. It's perfect storm, as we say. And because there is an acceleration of natural disaster, and at the same time, there is an explosion of super high-quality location-based data. And with all that, insurers and risk professionals need to have adequate tools to combine internal and external data and go very fast- to assess risk exposure. In other words, they need 21st century tool to handle 21st century data. And so. here we come. And here we come.
1: Fantastic, fantastic. No, it sounds wonderful, and I know huge demand in the industry, uh, particularly from the c- carriers. Do you also work on the broking side? Do brokers have access to that technology, or is it more for the carriers as their their underwriting?
0: So, in fact, we discover that we have a. a, a Very interesting play with brokers, insurance and reinsurance brokers. So we target insurers and reinsurers, MGAs, and we target risk managers, insurers of large corporations and brokers. So for insurers, it's really a matter of price and select risk and also to project losses in real time to yeah. have adequate reserve and to deploy claims resources in, in uh, early on. For yeah. insureds, it's a matter also of uh, having a better risk management strategy, identification, loss control, risk transfer, and also to mitigate losses in real time and develop business continuity plans uh, early on because their main goal as risk managers, is really to protect the operations Mm -hmm. and to protect the people and the liabilities. And then the brokers, if they can have this tool and they can offer this tool to their clients, whether they are insurers or risk managers, it's a great way, uh, may I say quickly, to justify better their fees and their services, but it's a great way also to propose an advanced tech innovation, good services, it's a way to uh, have a competitive edge for client acquisition and retention, and probably we are speaking a lot about the broker of the twenty first century should be an analytic broker, and probably we are helping in this direction.
1: Absolutely, no, fantastic, fantastic. Yeah, I can see the see the solution there. What about what about the, the the carriers themselves? What 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 are the main benefits for the carriers for these? Underwriting teams for those pricing teams, what are the benefits that it provides to them?
0: So one word that is really taking their attention is accumulations. They want to see accumulations of risk in specific areas because they have also to see their own retention limits, they have to purchase reinsurance, etc. And with Maptics, we have a number of features from thematic maps, from clusterization where they can really slice and dice one portfolio or a bunch of portfolios at a time to control accumulations and measure accumulations. So accumulations is something very important for insurers. And the second part is project losses in real, because they need to get an idea on how much they should put on the side as reserve for claims payout. If they set aside too much, they have less capacity to underwrite. If they don't set aside enough, then they have a problem for their capitalization. So it's a a very interesting tool. Plus, we have an alert notification system. So they can be notified in real time when weather event is hitting their portfolio, when they can have already a very good idea on the impact of that event which is
1: so so they can quickly reserve or estimate probably more accurately the the reserves that they need to put in place which as we know with the the business models that's that's incredibly important and that's accurate and done as quickly as possible
0: exactly and it has been a big concern over the past years because really we have seen a lot of natural events and believe it or not it's not easy for an insurer to have a good idea of what they had on their combined portfolio that could be underwritten from different offices around the world. And what do they have now at this place in the world that could be at stake?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Huge opportunity. And obviously you can only see that market growing and growing as the the weather certainly becomes more unpredictable and we deal with the challenges of climate change as well. Yeah, looking forward, Jackie. I'd love to get your thoughts on the insurance industry and how it's going to develop over the next few years. What can you see if you have a if you had a crystal ball? What, what do you see the future of insurance over the next five years? What type of companies do you think are going to be the successful ones?
0: So without the crystal ball, I already see consolidations yeah. everywhere. Amazing. So much less traditional players, and then a lot of new players, which I see as a very good, really, uh, change in the market because we all said for a long time we need more transparency, we need more flexibility. So this is finally coming. The traditional players will have to adjust if they want to survive. So In effect, I think that the play, we will see them invest in technology. For one thing is to have more efficiency internally, but for the other thing is really to bring new products on the market. As we see coming today, more targeting uh, use than ownership and embedded insurance and everything that is coming, which is super interesting. But they will have also to invest in people. Mm. Because they they will always have very complex processes to manage. And because of all this new offering, they need to have very high level customer centers and and call centers to Mm. support their customers. Mm. So I see really it's a bit of a paradigm, but they will have to scale and customize at the same time. I think it's where the world is going in general. And the insurance industry is no different.
1: On that yeah. yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. couldn't agree with that more, Jackie. And it it brings us nicely onto our espresso round now, where the questions are short, sharp, and straight to the point. No, know you like your different types of coffee. Are you ready for the espresso round? I'm ready. Great stuff.
0: The espresso round.
1: Jackie, what percentage of your current team are from an insurance background compared to a, a non-insurance background?
0: That's very easy. I'm the only one with an insurance background. (laughs) Uh, Co-founder has a technology strategy background with a high-level career with IBM in the banking Mm -hmm. and insurance industry. And our tech and customer success team are all computer science engineers. There is no exception. Fantastic. But on the bright side is we are now going to hire in priority people with an insurance background, because the next stage for us is really to develop uh, the business of the company. So in percentage is less than 10%.
1: Yeah. And I was going to ask you, yeah, going forward, clearly you can see the value of a, a high performing insurance career, like the one that you've certainly had to date, Jackie. But in terms of the business itself, what extra value do you think, you know, as you do look to grow, can people with expertise and experience in insurance bring to your firm?
0: I think it's critical because the insurance industry is a world in itself. So you need really to come from the inside to belong and to speak the lingo and to understand the dynamic what is currently happening and the the fast changing landscape and the business challenges. So for us it's really fundamental because you want to sell tech solution on a business use case and certainly not on technical capabilities. That's super important because we are here to help people perform better. And we are not here to replace the old with the new, which is a super outdated concept of technology. It's really not anymore about an equipment play. It's a business play. Mm -hmm. This is why the experience in the industry, and in our case in insurance, is really important.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That will be music to a lot of people's ears to to hear that because the commercial reality and the business targets and um, the business plans are so key and so crucial. In terms of the working environment that you're building there at Maptix, what sort of personalities suit suit working for a business like like yours there?
0: I like this question. The first word, which is a word I have learned a few years ago in English, I love this word, resourceful. That sums it up very well. You need to be resourceful to work for a small company. You need to be dependent and you need to have a can-do mindset. That's uh, for starters, because we work as a SWAT team together, which means because we operate, obviously, in a flat organization like many startups. All of us have to do a lot of different things at the same time, because we need to make big things happen fast.
1: Yeah. How did you find that transition? Jackie, from your previous positions, which would have been at large organizations and lead, leading large teams there.
0: Yeah, it's very abrupt change. Especially when you are in a large organization, your time is busy. You have a lot of emails, you are in copy of many emails, uh, you have meetings. So you have kind of a lot of things that are pre-set, pre-organized, and you don't have so much time to think and to create. You when you are with your startup, you have to think and to create. And sometimes you feel OK because you don't have something specific at nine in the morning or at 1030. And you have to give it up with that. And you have to understand that sometimes you need just to take more time here, listening to the news, uh, walking outside, getting a coffee, because you, you need to breathe and think you're creating. It's completely different. Uh, Sometimes it's very hectic because we get super busy. But I said the payoff is instant gratification. Because whatever you do, there is usually a direct outcome in -hmm. the business, Mm -hmm. which is pretty cool. And also you learn things every day because you work closely with the rest of the team. So I am learning a lot about technology. And the team learns a lot about the, the insurance industry, and they, they like it. They have to understand uh, what our clients do. So it, it's a completely different world. So we really, for us, it's important that people understand that it's uh, they cannot depend on other people on the time. They have to to find ways, and they have to somehow la- like technology they need to be curious, interested with technology. Yeah. They need to love our product.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. That's, that's really key.
0: It, it's key. Think about a business card. You have the name of a company, you have the name of a person, and you have a title. And two out of three have to be good, right? If you have the good title and a company that everybody knows, who cares about your name? You get in. If your company is not super known yet, so I can I can give title easily, it's free, but the 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 person has to be good.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. I think that's a great example. A couple of a couple of things to take from that. I certainly agreed, the product's so important. I think people moving from insurance to technology have really got to understand the product and they got to really see the benefits, the solutions, and really believe in that. Maybe a lot more so than they may believe in the insurance products that they're the large insurance carrier that they work for is selling, you know, that might be less down on their importance. But certainly for a startup, they've got to really believe in in the product and what the company are doing. But I also think that's a great takeaway as well for any insurance executives out there now who are joining a, a startup, that time to think and create. I mean, if you if you just get straight into things and are busy, busy, busy with meetings and emails and everything. You're so right. You know, there's not that time to take a step, think, and create because you're creating solutions and you're creating a new way of working. So, I think that's uh, that's that's one of wonderful advice, Jackie. So, so thank you for that. As you, as you move forward as a business and you and you start to grow and br- bring more people into the company, what do you think will the opportunities be there for for high performing talent?
0: So, we will have uh, hopefully soon by the end of this year. We are looking for. Uh, a very good performing talent to join the leadership of matrix as an executive director to build the sales team. Uh, so we are really looking for someone high profile experienced in the insurance industry who can help us execute our go-to-market strategy, develop with us our sales methods, and refine our go-to-market strategy and also can help us to access prospects via her or his network. Yeah. The first clients, and we already have clients, but trust is key. So word of mouth and knowing people, it helps also build trust with us and it facilitates conversations. So we, I think we offer really the opportunity to join an exciting in Suretech, as you were mentioning, that addresses a fast growing market need, which is very important uh, in risk exposure management. And we already have paying clients and we have a product. It's not, we are not at the stage of an idea or a POC. We already have a completed product and clients. So it's a good It's a good place to be, although we are still small and uh, we we are at this exciting moment where we start to reach and develop the company.
1: Great. Yeah, great time to join. Great time to join the business. Looking at the insurance industry now, your InsurTech hat on, when you do look to hire or when you have conversations with people about opportunities with your firm, do you see anything lacking, any skills, any experience lacking when people are, are still in the pure insurance industry?
0: So I see a lot of people want to change and are interested in a way. I didn't engage yet in active conversation Mm -hmm. to hire people. I'm sure there are great talents in this industry who can really help us. Probably one thing I would say about the insurance industry as a whole is I think it's a a bit a slow motion industry uh, as compared to others. Probably because there are many complex internal processes and they're so intertwined mm. with one another. So mm. things are difficult. It's difficult to move fast, not just because it's big corporations, but it's a complex industry. But I I am hopeful because I think that now really this transformation that we have been talking about for the past 10 years is finally taking off. So probably people understand that uh, they have to move faster.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Five
0: years project is that you really have to understand, you have to be agile, mm. and hopefully insurers start to understand they are not software company. So they have to work with agile software company like us. You cannot be an insurer be, and be a software company. It's two different mm. yeah environment because the software is never completed. It's always it's a live product will have to evolve. But up to now I think that insurers we are trying to to do everything in-house and it was too slow, couldn't really go as fast as it should have. So hopefully this is changing but definitely time is different. It's a precious commodity for a young company like us.
1: What would your advice be to someone who's in the insurance industry at the moment, maybe in a similar you know, leadership, executive position like you enjoyed, what would your advice be to someone who's considering that move to an insurtech? What should they be doing now, really, to, to make that a successful switch for them in their careers?
0: I think it could be should be very important for them to, to read a lot and to understand the state of the technology today, to understand the different tech, to speak the lingo, to understand what is AI and what is blockchain and what is machine learning and what is IoT and what it could do for this industry and what is being done already and have a good idea of the main areas where insurtechs are operating. Because you you need to, it's like for us, when we want to approach the insurance industry, we need to understand the industry as a whole. I think it's very important to have a good understanding on the insurtech market in the B2B, in the B2C, and uh, also to understand the different technologies that everybody's talking about these days. And then it's also for themselves, you need to understand that it's a matter of attitude and speed. So when I say attitude is now, you are working for an insurtech company, a smaller company in many cases. So like I was saying, whatever you decide and you do will have a direct impact on your company outcome. People will trust you. They will rely on you. You will all the time, you will walk your talk. And when you work with a larger company, you can have idea, you can do things. You don't really have, in general, a direct impact in the company outcome. It's safer, but it's also could be very frustrating. So for us, it's a instant gratification, but you need to think twice before you do it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. And then
0: the speed is important, like I was saying, I mean, time is different. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's one thing I discovered really when I switched from corporate to insure For example, for us, is a very if a very important meeting onboarding session is postponed from a client, it can have a huge impact on our workload because we work as a small team and on the company outcome. Because now, because we start later, we are going to start invoicing later, et cetera. And time is important because we need, we we have a very short financial cycle because we are small, but we have a long sales cycle because we Mm -hmm. do need to be. Yeah. And you need constantly to struggle because you need to raise. I love to say I'm trying to raise revenue and not capital at the moment. It's more comfortable, but you, you need to make sure you're able to pay your providers and your employees at the end of the month. So at the beginning, it's uh, it's uh, not easy. That's why everything we do in a small company, you have to have the right attitude and you always, you always have to be conscious of time. Yeah. and you have to
1: go fast mm-hmm. now it's fantastic fantastic advice i think for any leader out there who's considering that move I know there's a lot of interest at the moment from executives leaders in legacy insurance companies thinking about that opportunity I think that's great advice really do your research really find the product the product in the company as well that you think you know is going to be incredibly successful and and, and something that you understand about as well even if it isn't the real sort of technical side of the technology but you've got a good understanding of how it works potentially how it could be replicated what are some of the yeah. you know, SWOT analysis we talk about a different type of a S.W.A.T. Yeah, yeah. team there but yeah a, a SWOT analysis as well so, so that you're positioned to understand you know what you're leaving and what, you, what you're going into yeah. um, and
0: especially now if they come to Maptics because they understand the world we are evolving in and they understand the world they are coming from mm. now it's much easier to connect the dots together yeah and to sell the solution to explain the solution to the business people mm. because if you don't speak use case, you can't really sell anything as a tech solution. And I see it because when I see the, the people in my team or co-founder, they love to talk about the technical capabilities because they're so proud of the product they are developed, right? And Rightly so. Mm. But that's not what the user is buying the product for. I mean, they love to hear it. Some people love technology, so they're super interested. But then they will not buy for the technicalities of the product, they will buy it because what does it do for me at the end of the day?
1: Yeah, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah, thank you for that, Jackie. We've almost reached the end of our time together in the insurance coffee house today. Time has certainly flown flown by quickly this afternoon. Jackie, do you have one piece of closing advice for our listeners? And how would anyone reach out to you after the show?
0: So what I would love to say is, so we are a startup. We are at the point we want to expand our reach because there are many clients out there who actually want our product. So we just need to have now more muscle to reach out to these people. We really believe in the virtue of word of mouth, because it helps us go faster and build the trust faster. So to our listener, if you believe with your experience, your network, and if you are interested in developing business with us, please, by all means, reach out to me. Uh, Jacqueline.legrant at maptics.com. LinkedIn works very well. And of course, for those listeners who actually want to buy our solutions or are interested to know more, by all means, reach out to me as well
1: fantastic fantastic i'm sure they will great plug that you've handed <laughs> added in there jackie which i know is a small and growing operation you know that's really really key to do as it you, as you grow the business so now that's that's fantastic and we'll put all the all the links all the ways you can reach out to Jackie and also find out more about the business as well on our show notes for this episode so Jackie thank you so much for your time today it's been a pleasure to have you in the insurance coffee house I've certainly learned a lot and I'm sure our listeners will have done as well
0: Thank you so much. And I'm super optimistic for
1: 2022. Yeah, super optimistic. Here as well, we always are in the insurance coffee house. To all the insurance and insure tech leaders out there, wherever you are listening around the world today, we thank you for tuning in. And I'm sure you would have gained a lot of valuable insights and learning from our guests today. If you did enjoy the show, please remember to download and subscribe to the pod to receive each one of our episodes directly into your app each week. And if you'd like to be a guest on the show, or would like to learn more about the competitive advantage that podcasts can give to your business when attracting talent, please reach out to us at insurance-search.com or drop us a message on LinkedIn. Until next time, I've been Nick Codley. This has been the Insurance Coffeehouse Global Tech Series. Take care. You've been listening to
0: the Insurance Coffee House with Nick Hoadley. Join us next time to hear more insights and inspiring success stories to help you become a better insurance business leader. Available to download or subscribe now.